Hey everyone, welcome back to Civil Trials, the discussion show for the Murderboard podcast. I'm your host, Walter, and I am here tonight with Shelton. Hello. And Javon. What's up, y'all? Welcome back, boys. It's nice to be back. It's good to, it's good to be back, Shelton. Sheldon Walter. Hello. <laughs> and tonight we are uh, continuing our June controversy series. So the controversy tonight will be discussing the argument that's been going on for a few months now since uh, COVID-19, a.k.a. coronavirus, started, which uh, its effect on movie theaters and its effect on streaming. So we're kind of I'm going to have Javon and Shelton here go back and forth between um, on what side they stand on, whether it's streaming or being in the movie theaters. But before we get into that, I do want to uh, address the whole COVID-19 coronavirus effect. So, um, man, do you guys remember when this whole coronavirus stuff really started kicking off? I believe it was like, what, March? Yeah. Like, yeah, it, it was actually um, it was actually the end of February. Because um, my boss was yeah. my boss was keeping up with it. And it was like all over the news. Uh, almost every almost every day in the end of February, and then they it was just so much talk about stuff getting shut down in March, and that's exactly what the fuck happened. Yep. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. Everything got really apocalyptic in March, is what I remember, and and, and dark. But uh, <laughs> man. So since that happened, like like we said, a lot of places got shut down, including movie theaters. Which was a real bummer because, you know, in the movie industry nowadays, summer blockbuster season kind of starts in March, April now for some reason. And a lot of movies got delayed. A lot of filming and productions and like Hollywood just kind of broke down. A lot of TV shows had to stop mid-season and just release what they had on Netflix, which is hilarious to me because it reminds me of high school of how, you know, you do a project and. Well, well, we did this much, so let's just turn it in for something. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the effects on the whole movie theater thing. What What are you guys' thoughts on that? Like, um, what do you guys remember thinking if you ever thought about like how when you start when you started seeing things shut down? And I don't know if you guys paid attention, but I just want to hear your thoughts on the whole like. Wow, there's like movie theaters are completely shut down right now. Like Hollywood is completely shut down. What are your thoughts on that? Go ahead, Sean. All right. Um, well, as soon as I kind of like noticed and realized that everything's starting to shut down, it was more of a. I kind of got concerned for say movie theaters and things like that, just because. I mean, they charge so much for popcorn and concessions and stuff like that for a reason so for them to get shut down that has to be a huge toll on profits and they like how much they can put into maintenance and things like that so it, my thought was process was very like business oriented about it interesting what about you javon um <clears throat> i think like the first thing i thought about uh when it came to the shutdown in movie theaters was um, I, I feel like because well, the first thing I thought is like a lot of movie theaters are going to shut down um, just because a lot of them are not going to be able to bounce back from uh, first off, like the layoffs. Secondly, the 
you know, almost immediate drop in profit. Like, I mean, it was almost like they were, they just shut down immediately. They didn't even try to distance anyone or nothing like that. Uh, and it, I felt like it was kind of dumb because technically a movie theater is like a massively open space. Um, as far as like, you can see people, you know, rows away from, you know, I mean, like they could have kept something going to where, you could have prepaid in advance to go to a movie, sat in a specific area that had been sanitized, you know, X amount of feet away from people and enjoyed a movie. And it would have felt like a matinee. You know, every time you went, it would have felt like a matinee where there's no one really in the theater and you're enjoying the movie and everything's good. They could have cut staff in half and just ran it like a skeleton crew, like super late at night on a Tuesday where there's no one out. And yeah, it, that's interesting. Uh, were, you, were you gonna say something else? No, no, that's it. <laughs> All right, yeah, very interesting points, boys. Uh, man, before I get into my my thoughts on it, it it I found it extremely, like I said earlier, apocalyptic. You know, movies are my thing, so you know I was trying to go to movies like every release I could. Last movie we saw, Shelton was Invisible Man. Yeah, and a uh, couple next to us that wouldn't shut the hell up. Oh yeah, and then before that, <laughs> before that, like I said in our other podcast, I, I saw uh, Sonic the Hedgehog with Chris. So two movies that one I liked, one I didn't, but two movies I definitely didn't want to see the last time in in theaters. So I was just like, I remember being like really mad. I was like, oh come on. Um, jumping off of what you were saying, Javon, about how they could have tried to social distance everybody during that like beginning part. Um, with my friends at the uh, movie theater we used to work at, they did try by like limiting the amount of people per show and uh, you know, doing the whole little social distance six feet apart thing, but eventually that just couldn't work. And the companies themselves just decided to shut down since everybody started quarantine. Um, but what what I find funny about your whole solution thing is that it could have worked, but um, you know, when we get this pandemic type thing. There was a spike in a specific genre of movie, which is the pandemic film. And man, uh, Netflix jumped on that opportunity a, a lot because they released a whole bunch of old movies about pandemics. And one of those movies was called Outbreak. Um, I believe it was an 80s movie with a man, uh, it, was, it had a big cast in it. I believe Cuban Gooding Jr., Morgan Freeman, uh, Kevin Spacey. <clears throat> Yikes. But uh, tons of people were in that movie. And uh, there is a scene where someone goes to a movie theater, a crowded movie theater. It's like a, it's like an opening night or something. And um, it, it it's, it's the scene where it shows that the virus that in that movie is airborne. And someone sits down and they cough and you fall like the germs and it goes into another person and it just jumps from person to person. It's a very, it's, it, at first it was a very funny sequence, but then given what was going on at the time, I, a lot of people took it as actual horror and um from there on you just see like a whole bunch of people within like an hour or two get extremely sick in this movie theater and some guys like passes out and starts convulsing so you know that's like the that's, you know the irony of your solution there when there was like a movie that displayed exactly how that would happen especially with this whole covid thing um honestly it would probably be like a trample situation because people would just be like oh that guy's sick let's get out of here and just more people would probably die so, 
yeah, so that's our you know effects on the movies. I I was very disappointed because there was so much that was supposed to come out. You know, again, the summer movie season is probably my second favorite movie season aside from Oscar season in the fall and winter. But uh, you know, there was a counterbalance. Uh, streaming spiked so high, and I want to see what you guys think about that streaming. Uh, TV shows and movies just ex- like immediately jumped up in numbers, a lot more subscriptions around the same time Disney Plus launched. So somehow Disney got the jump on things, and that app is doing very well. I have it myself. Uh, who wants to who wants to start off with that on their thoughts on streaming? It's fair. I mean, it was bound to happen. People were stuck in the house. Uh, kids were stuck in the house. Whether it was you know from kindergarten up to high school, you know what I'm saying? Like college students were sitting back home. Uh, So not only were college students sent back home, but also the employees at the college campuses. I mean, you name it, like so many people were just so excited in the beginning to stay home. Like they were so hyped to just have to stay home and work from home. And uh, at the building that I work at, you know, people had been complaining about the, the inability to work from home. And how they wish, oh, just a week or two weeks to, to work from home. And just, you know, so I can only imagine when people kind of figured that, like, oh, my God, we're going to be stuck in the house for a month. They were like, oh, well, might as well pay for Netflix, might as well pay for Hulu and blah, blah, blah. Um, and then on top of that, a lot of companies were giving, uh, they weren't giving out free hotspots. But if you had a hotspot plan and you went over on the data, because you were not used to working from home, but now you had to work from home and they may, there may have not been like a plan, an unlimited plan for your hotspot, but you had to have the internet to do your job. Companies were allowing you to go over for free. They were allowing you to not have to pay your bill for a month. I mean, you would eventually have to pay it, but no penalty. Like it was so much leeway that was going around uh, with just the internet itself, with just data itself that people were like, you know, streaming left and right because now they either ha- now they either had the internet and they ha- or they had to have it because they had to work from home or they were given a hotspot from their job and they didn't have that before. I'm one of those people. I didn't have a hotspot before. I was given a hotspot uh, to be able to work from home and so now I have internet in my house. Oh, so it's like I'm, you know, I'm I'm another I'm one of those people that went from no internet to internet. Mm-hmm. Um it just became more accessible, I guess. Real quick, I want I, if if you if you can go into the whole stream, streaming thing with video games. That that sounds very interesting. So, so I'm sure stupid. even if you're not someone who plays video games, I'm sure everybody knows GameStop. Well, GameStop is currently and have been for a long time experiencing huge financial troubles, and it's honestly just a ticking time bomb until they're completely shut down worldwide or i guess in the country i'm not sure if they're worldwide but yeah they're they're sinking shit oh wow i think it's so stupid it's mainly because everything's moving to streaming so like you know i I play a lot of games and i can get all of them online pre-order them online just buy them whenever i want online so there's not really a need for me to leave my house and go to gamestop there is. It's called reality. <laughs> Shut up. I'm just saying, like, I, I think the whole streaming thing 
is kind of like the beginning of the end of, you know, people being social and people being uh, personable uh, and people being um, adventurous and outgoing and inquisitive, like when it comes to just talking to other people. Um, I grew up in a time where we had that interaction with everybody. So I'm not like super old, but at the same time, I remember before the internet and it was fucking great because you had to talk to people. You had to do stuff with people. Even if you didn't like people, still you just had the ability to, I mean, you could stay home if you wanted, but you had to go out and do stuff. I feel like people are getting so lazy, like ordering their their groceries like and having them delivered to their, to their house. Oh, yeah, that's a uh, bit much. Stream, streaming video games instead of going out and getting the disc and like waiting in line. For stuff to come out, meeting friends out there while you're there, getting to know like your local game shop, you know, and becoming like that customer that makes you know, that's how you network and make friends. Now we make these invisible friends mm. that like, you know, oh, I'm Gamertag762 Dickface. And it's like, <laughs> oh, he's a cool dude. I talk to him every other day. And then you have to go on Facebook and, and Instagram and stuff like that to kind of get to know them instead of meeting your local people here and you know, getting to know who's, who's actually near you. Not some weird fat ball guy in Switzerland that breathes <laughs> heavy in his microphone. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's just, it's different in the sense of like, I would much rather have a disc that I can play whenever I feel like it with no lag and no issues rather than have to download the game, which takes up a shit ton of space, which in turn makes you need more space, which in turn makes you pay more money because you need more space. And you also need a substantially fast internet connection. Like, don't even get me started on games that you cannot play on the console by itself. You have to, you have to play it online. I will never purchase a game that you have to play online. It's terrible. You know, sometimes at night, like tonight, it's 1130 at night. If I want to play Call of Duty, I just want to play it. I don't want to have to have an internet connection. Or if it's raining really bad and the power gets knocked out. Not the power, but let's say something goes wrong with the internet connection. So be it. I still got my games. I still got my movies. I still got, you know, all, like all the little things that keep me occupied. What do you do if you stream everything and your internet connection screwed up. Mm-hmm. To to bring this a, you're, a bit, you're screwed. To bring this a bit back on um on course. Uh, do you feel the same way with like movies in a sense of uh, streaming against hard copies of movies? Yeah, I mean it's yeah the same thing. I would much rather have a, a hard copy of the movie than to have it online. Like I've got two movies that I own on um. Amazon Prime or Prime Video, and I wish I could just have the disc to them. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I can, I can definitely understand. Wow, Javon, I didn't know you were so old fashioned. That's yeah, not a, is. it's not a, in, it's not an insult at all. But uh, I, I loved your whole little uh, remember the nineties part. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, that you know, it makes a lot of sense. I, I, I stand in the middle of both of you. Um. I believe streaming is very convenient. 
especially for a person like me who is constantly got stuff going on at home. So, you know, it, it, I don't have the time to sit down and put in a disc and uh, actually pay attention while, uh, you know, going on Netflix or Hulu or Prime Video and, you know, popping in something and just being able to hold the phone in my hand while I'm multitasking, whether it's watching my brothers, washing dishes, it's very convenient. But I will say over all of that, I do prefer to sit down in my basement, put on the DVD player, put in a DVD of any of movie of my choosing that I feel like watching and sitting down and actually paying attention to it. Um, that's just me, though. But I, I totally understand where both of you guys are going. Um, I don't play video games. Uh, I used to when I was a lot younger for you know, more of like a family thing. But I, I definitely understand the whole, you know, back then, I, I didn't understand streaming much. I don't even think it was that much of a thing. I do, you know, my brother and my dad had a PlayStation. So we just popped in disc and everything. So I still thought that's how games were played today. Um, I didn't know everything had shifted online. The only the last time I heard of a game being online was when the whole Friday the 13th thing was happening. And I was so happy about that. Oh, just yeah. more of just on just because I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a fan. But yeah, interesting points, boys. Interesting point. So moving along, we, you know, streaming rose as movie theaters shut down. Um, you know, it's a bit of a yin yang thing. It's kind of how I view the whole situation. And it's very unfortunate that coronavirus has affected the world this way. You know, uh, Hollywood and the film industry has definitely hit a loss. A lot of movies were delayed. A lot of filming was delayed. And a lot of movies that were intended for theaters and their release dates were forced to be uh, released on streaming for some companies. And uh, I wanted to clear this up because I know a lot of people were like, um, well... I'll say this, um, you know, when everything started happening and even though some movies were already in theaters like The Invisible Man or Bad Boys for Life and, uh, you know, the prices for them, you know, I believe it was about, it probably still is, about $20 to rent a movie or to buy or rent a movie that was supposed to be in theaters right now. But, um, you know, studios had to put them out there because, you know, all the marketing, they spent all their money. And that's what I wanted people to understand, that they, they pretty much spent all their money that they had on the movie. And even though coronavirus was a huge, huge inconvenience for the studios and the actors and everything. Well, not the actors, more for the studios who had, you know, produced everything. They have to find a way to get the movie out in order for them to get some income in. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just it, they just have to. That's their weekend to do so. They have to get their money back. So a lot of movies, uh, like I mentioned, The Invisible Man, The Hunt, uh, Trolls 2 was released digitally. That actually did very well on digital release. Uh, Bloodshot with Vin Diesel. And uh, most recently, um, Scoob and Artemis Fowl, both movies that were intended for theaters. But Scoob was released on uh, digital and Artemis Fowl was released on the Disney Plus this past week. So... Uh, Artemis Fowl is kind of a different situation because it is a streaming service that they're releasing it on. So yeah. one that tells you that Disney had no confidence in that movie. It was supposed to come out like two years ago anyway. But there was no confidence <laughs> for that movie. I haven't watched it yet, so I don't know. Um, I've never read the books, but I remember them being like a big thing around my friend group during uh, middle school. 
Yeah, uh, I heard. Um, I heard the movie is nothing like the book. Oof, then I definitely so don't. I think, mm-hmm. I think that's why they didn't really have a lot of traction. Yeah. Uh, I've never even heard of that movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm a huge Scooby-Doo fan, though, so I did uh, end up buying Scoob when it came out on digital, and I don't fully regret it. I'll say fully? that. <laughs> um, Partial regret. You know, but... Uh, like I said earlier, uh, to keep this moving along, a lot of a lot of movies were delayed, and that's where my biggest disappointment was. Because again, I, like I said, the summer movie season, spring slash summer is like my second favorite movie season. I mean, for obvious reason, it's summer. People like going out. The theaters are more. You get a more audi- honest audience during the summertime because everybody's there for the event. Uh, usually, it's something you know, just something to do. Especially for if you're a movie fan like me, but man, Shelton, we were we were so excited to finally get man. this one movie, and it got delayed again. Of course, fucking again. Uh, again, it's it's gotten man. Uh, for people who don't know, I'm a huge, huge X Men fan. Comics, movies, cartoons. I love the X Men, and you know the Fox X Men has come to an end as Disney bought the rights back, or Disney bought Fox entirely, and. Uh, there was one last movie, New Mutants, and it, it had its problems during production be- years before. It was finally set to be released. It's a horror movie take on the superhero genre that we were supposed to get with Fantastic Four, but they finally gave in. Fox finally gave it a chance for the horror genre, and it got delayed again. Freaking New Mutants, man. So mad about that. But a lot of other movies got delayed. Uh, Marvel was kicking off their Phase 4. Um, they kicked. They already kind. Of, they kicked it off with Spider Man, but uh, Black Widow was supposed to come out and kick off their new phase. Uh, but that got delayed along with their entire slate. A lot of movies got pushed to twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two. Wow, I did not know that. Oh, what about you, Shelton? I think that um, everybody was noticing the push to streaming, like everything, literally everything, like even gaming is moving straight to streaming so i feel like the pandemic kind of advanced that way quicker and now we're just going to see streaming services just take off because they're not going to give away the control they have over the media space right now they're not going to want to it's too profitable had to that was hard to say A lot of a lot of Marvel, you know, they're I know they're kicking themselves because their whole entire slate had to shift a year or two. A movie I was extremely excited to see, uh, Christopher Nolan's Tenant was pushed back. Uh, it is coming to it is it is coming closer to the time for them to, you know, they are starting to reopen theaters again, and that's what's like the biggest movie there. But I'm I'm fearing yeah, that I, face. yeah, I'm fearing that I won't get a chance to see it. Because I'm still in the house quarantine, but I really was excited for Chris. Christopher Nolan's my favorite director, uh, so I'm disappointed that that got pushed back in the first place, and that probably won't be able to see it so much later on. Also, uh, the next and the last uh, Bond movie that they were gonna have for a while, the the final Bond film, No Time to Die, got pushed. Shelton Mulan got pushed. I think you're actually happy Good. about that. <laughs> Good. Along with Wonder Woman 1984, that got pushed back uh, after yeah, being. That's be yeah, that got that all. That's another movie, like, much like New Mutants, that was delayed um, for a few years ago. Uh, so it was another movie I was excited to see as a horror fan. Candyman was supposed to come out. Was supposed to already be out. Oh, 
a uh, remaster yeah it's, or a reboot it's it's it is more of a reboot um it is from the production company of jordan peele he he produced it but the director is a of a uh, black woman by the name of nia DaCosta. i haven't seen her other films but uh the trailer looked really good and she just released another puppet trailer for the whole uh black black lives matter movement it played as like a uh an art thing and also a trailer for that movie so uh that got pushed from its original uh i believe it was supposed to come out in june beginning of june but it got pushed all the way back to september and it might get pushed again due to the corona still being out there and people being uh cautious well some people uh but yeah all those movies got pushed back and a lot of uh, what do you guys think about that about Hollywood having to be forced to push back their films. I think if they weren't forced to, they probably wouldn't have. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, but like, I don't know. It seems like something that really had to happen. Like, I don't. There's not really too much I think you can say about it besides good thing they didn't like. You know. Yeah. Be so persistent as to not close. What about you, Javon? I mean, where were they going to release it with everything closed? Well, that leans yeah. into um, what we're going to talk about um, where, with the main point of this podcast in a few minutes. Uh, yeah, where were they going to release it? Uh, like I said, some people who already had uh, production or had already, who already had marketing value invested had to pretty much release their movies online. But, um, you know, it... It it really was an inconvenience for everyone. A lot of movies got uh, who started production around the same time had to be delayed too, like Spider Man Three and the Batman, um, two movies that were, um, I think had a lot of eyes on it, giving their last installments. But moving into our actual debate now, streaming versus movie theaters. I went ahead and talked to you guys earlier. Uh, Shelton, you're firmly on the side of streaming, yeah. and. And Javon, you're on the side of movie theaters. Yeah. All right. So uh, <laughs> if it's not obvious enough, I I am definitely for movie theaters and that experience. But I'm going to play mediator to you both. And I want you guys to give your arguments on which you think is better and why. And uh, what do you see the future after coronavirus uh, is for both? So starting off, We'll start with Shelton on streaming. I want you to give your your reasons why you're firmly within the streaming side of things. My reasoning is because I feel like with how much money you're paying and the benefits of like like that the rewards you're getting for the money you're spending, it doesn't feel that worth it. Like you can easily emulate the movie theater feel at your house with a projector, you know, some popcorn, which there are kettles you can get yourself for pretty cheap, like $20. That's more than the popcorn and the drink. Like, that's about as much as the popcorn and the drink you'd buy separately at the theater itself. But I just I just feel like all the hassle on top of getting in there and you might end up sitting next to someone annoying... Um, you got to wait in all those lines in that crowded building if you're watching something like newer. 
Like, don't get me wrong. If if we're going and it's been like the movie's been out for say like a week or so, and it's not that packed, it's not that bad, but it still doesn't excuse how much money you're paying for like like you know four dollars for a candy bar or some stuff. You know, it's bull. I completely understand that. Uh, Javon, do you have a rebuttal for Shelton's point here? Um, I think that like you have to understand that the things you pay for are, as far as like things being expensive, it's just a part of the experience. Every single generation has always said that movie theater stuff is expensive. So if you look back 15 years ago, our parents said movie stuff was expensive. But by today's standards, it would be dirt cheap. So, of course, with inflation, it always, you know, gets worse and worse and worse. But when you pay, you're paying for the experience. You could always eat before you go to a movie. Uh, You know, you could always, instead of eating before going to a movie, before going to a movie, you could just get the snacks and stuff like that from the facility and, you know, what they supply. I mean, it's just one of those things that, like, if you go to a carnival and you know them games are expensive as hell and most of them are rigged, that's fine. Usually people are okay with that because they understand I'm at a carnival. This is how it goes. It's the same thing at a movie theater. Like, yeah, it's you're at a movie theater. It's going to be expensive. It's always been expensive no matter which generation is going to watch the movie. And, you know, you, you really go for the, the ambience of, like, being at the movie theater with your friends or loved ones or on a date or whatever it may be. And enjoying that time watching a movie amongst your peers. So, I mean, it just as in regards to things being expensive, that's just a part of it. It's always going to be expensive no matter what. Even if we make more money, everything goes up in life anyway. So milk is expensive now. (laughs) Cookies are expensive. Everything's expensive now. So, yeah, of course, it's going to be high. And it's a part of the entertainment industry. So the entertainment industry is all about pushing the limits of what they can charge people. That's true. I think you guys have strong points there. Um, It's kind of hard to decide. Um, Even being on the movie theater side personally, if I'm thinking objectively, uh, I think Shelton, you are you have a very strong point there because movie theaters are very expensive. Having worked at one, I was appalled, oh, yeah. appalled at you know just two people going on a date spending about a hundred dollars. But I do agree that you know if you know if you enjoy the experience, uh, it is worth buying. It is worth paying for. It. You know the quality. I believe most movie theaters nowadays do give you know good quality even working at the one we did there was you know you have to admit they they renovated they did the best that they can to give their customers great quality i think i've only been to one or two bad theaters uh in my life and i you know given whatever they were most of if i weigh it down if i weigh it on a scale I, i i usually have a great time at a movie theater but i will say the comf- there's nothing like being comfortable in your own home. There is nothing like being comfortable in yeah. your own home. And yeah, uh, I'm not a fan of popcorn, so I don't know about buying a kettle. I mean, we have one. My family does, but uh, I'm not a fan of popcorn. 
All right, so let's see here. Uh, Javon, give us a reason why you're so personally firmly on the movie theater side. What what dra- what draws you to that on a on a more personal level? I mean, I use it as an escape. Like, I I love my my home, you know, and. It's great to be comfortable, you know, I guess like it, I don't ever feel uncomfortable. I guess, I guess the biggest thing is like I'm when I go to a movie, I go to be engulfed in the movie. If I'm home and I'm watching a movie, there's something going on here. There's something going on there. My phone's going off, you know, maybe like my, my neighbors above me are loud or, you know, got to take the dog out, you know, your house, like everything is still living and, and going and doing and like, and like happening at your house. You can try to shut it down for movie night and like try to have everything, you know, be quiet and be still and kind of shut your off and shut yourself off from the world. But then why not just go to a movie theater where you literally are shut off from the world. Your phone is on silent you're sitting in a, you know, nowadays what seems like the norm is like a reclinable heated chair mm. with cup holders, and you're watching this big hundred plus inch screen in full HD with other people who are excited to be in the exact same place, and you have the oohs and the ahs and like the suspenseful moments, the gasps from the crowd, laughter, the jokes, you know. When it's action movies, you have the high fives from the people that are around you because they, they like are so excited about the scene or whatever just happened. The plot twists and how you go on this ride with other people. Whether they're a dick or not in the theater, whether their phone goes off, or whatever, that's a part of the experience. Like, you know, when you watch movies and in the movie itself, there's a scene where the actor or actress is in the movie theater. That's always like the joke of a movie theater and that's portrayed by Hollywood is that someone's phone is going off. Someone's talking during it. The couple is making out in the back. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like the, the, all the things are happening, but that's life. That's like you being out there and living and doing your life. If you try to make everything at home and everything in a nice, comfortable little bubble, you're not you're like sheltering yourself from the experiences that life have to offer the couple that's in the back making out the person that's talking during the movie you know it's those are all fine things it's like stop trying to control everything in your freaking life it's just let things happen be organic you know people say they're adventurous but they don't even want to go to movies interesting uh shelton well, what's what's your response in an argument for that is right you a point is you're going for the experience. A point is, you know, you're experiencing life out with other people and all that. But the thing is, there's plenty of other things you can go out to do and experience life with other people that's more active and involving than sitting down next to them watching something. And that's kind of my point. Also, movies are common in everywhere. Movie theaters are common in everywhere. So it's not like you, you don't really experience anything too different or new when you go except maybe you know the people next to you are more shy and don't speak maybe the couple next to you is in each other's pants you know you you never know what you'll get when you go but it's just 
with everything that you're like with what you're giving for the experience that you've had many other times with people you might not even want to be around. They might be great. You might have a good time, but I much rather like go to the lake, see some people like I might be grilling out, you know, maybe some people walk by, we start chatting. It goes good. You know, like that happened when me and my roommate and some friends went to the park and we grilled after, um, after playing tennis and then I took my dog with me, Morty, he ran off and chased like ran over to some other people. I got him, had a chat with some other people. It was a nice experience. So I, I just don't feel like a movie being considered a social event is all that big of a point when you're all kind of sitting there in a quiet room for the most part. With the movie playing, how many action movies have you watched? I watched a fair amount in a movie theater. I actually went and saw um, Bad Boys for Life. And I it- guess I guess maybe times have changed and people are beginning to suck even more than usual. <laughs> like I mean, I remember watching movies like back in the day, and some dope ass shit would happen on the screen, and the guy behind me would like stand up, and everybody people would stand up and like fucking high five and talk about it, and. It would just be exciting to be there. First off, you're watching the movie, so you're watching the movie that you want to see. Mm-hmm. Secondly, everyone else is happy and excited to be there as well, too. I mean, and thirdly, you know, it's you're you're out of your home. Like I, I like I, like I said earlier, I love my home, but I don't I don't want to fucking do everything in my home. I, I don't want to. I want to do stuff outside of my home. Makes sense. Like that's the reason yeah. why I love movie theater so much. I want to do stuff outside of my home. Of course, you can watch movies in your house. Of sc- of course, you can do. You know, you can play games in your house. Of course, you can. I guess be social in your house <laughs> nowadays with all the streaming stuff. You know, as far as like games and shit like that. Um, of course, you you can do everything in your house. Right now, we're recording a podcast in three different places. Yeah. <laughs> so of course, you can do a bunch of shit in your house. But you know how much. This moment would be better if we were all in front of us, in front of each other. Yeah, in front of each other, interacting, discussing, seeing the impressions of each other. You know, I just. Do you know how dope it would be to watch a movie, like a, a scary movie, in the theater with Walter and you, while I hear Walter talk shit about how this is so cool and this and this, and you talk about oh how you like this, and me, I just don't want to be there because I don't like scary movies. Oh. Wow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so the the point is like. Movies are going to die eventually as far as theaters. Mm. It's probably a long time off. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Definitely. We're talking like a long time off. I hope not. And I completely disagree. Well, it's just it's just going to be, become nostalgic. Like people are only going to go to movie theaters to feel like hippies. Like hipsters. Yeah, like drive-ins. Like drive-ins are dead, but now like hipsters go there because they want to say, I went to a drive-in. Well, I, I'm... I no one gives a fuck, Jim. Me and Walter <laughs> it's fine. have been, been to a yeah. drive-in actually yeah, at the same time. I enjoyed the I know. experience of that. Yeah, and but y'all are both like little hipsters. You're so it's like hipster. No, he. I, I am too. I mean, but I'm just saying that, like, I want to go to a drive-in. I just haven't had a chance to. But I'm just saying that, like, the more you give in to technology and you know 
all the things that kind of go, go along with it, the more you segregate yourself from reality. And reality is, is that there are people in the world, you can only avoid them for so much, for so long. And going out to a movie is still considered a social event. Of course, you know, going to the lake, going here, there, whatever, you know, that's, that's all great and dandy. But when you go to a movie theater, you know the guy sitting two rows in front of you is here to see this movie. The guy sitting two rows back from you is here to see the movie. At the park, there could be a pedophile that just wants to masturbate in the corner. Oh my like, God. You don't know why people are at a park. Ew. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have no idea why they're at the park. You want, you think that you know why they're there. <laughs> but, I mean, I've sold stuff on Facebook Marketplace at a park. I was not there to go to the park. I was there to make money. So if your dog ran up on me to start a conversation, I'm like, yo, my guy, I'm not here to talk to you and your dog. I'm, I'm trying to sell something. Oh, no, you would, you would talk. Don't be I would talk, with the, but I wouldn't just carry a conversation with you like I'm a park goer that's out relaxing. Park goer. You're lame, man. All right. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to cut in here because <laughs> I had a point. But uh, I had a point I wanted to come. Okay, so we're going to we're, – we're still in this con- – we're still in this debate here, and I'm loving what you guys are saying. Uh, but I wanted to react and kind of go down this little side road of the whole uh, drive-in theater. Uh, I was I I've I've grown up with my mother telling me that history always repeats itself, and so far I have seen that and experienced that, and I kind of live my life with that notion in mind. So, man, when we went to a drive-in theater, it was my first time, and although it wasn't the movies that I wanted to watch, it was still a great experience. Even though me and Sheldon were in line for snacks for about half of it. Oh my god. <laughs> but, on that. Here's my thing. Uh a while ago when all this coronavirus was going on and I was really super bummed that a lot of movie theaters shut down and everything. And you know, while again like I said streaming is comforting. Uh with I was I did get optimistic because I feel like if there was a time for drive-ins to come back, it would be post coronavirus. Yeah. And I'm saying in about I would I would love it. If within, you know, at the by the end of this year and all of next year, we start getting a, a, a increased boom with drive-in theaters, and they start building new ones. Now, again, I don't know what movie theaters will do. Um, I would, I, I could see something like you know the movie theater we used to work at knocking down that back uh, parking lot and setting up to screens back there and i could see movie theaters uh who are independent buildings and not within malls kind of set up you know pretty much add on a drive-in in the back or near their theater for like a for about a year or two before we slowly start you know until they actually find a cure or something or if they don't find a cure it could be up for you know it could just be an add-on type thing because you know I, I, I could totally see a future where we go all the way to Opry Mills and in the you know in the back of the parking lot or wherever or maybe just a different parking lot near the mall. There is a drive-in theater that we could go to, and I, honestly, I, I'm just gonna say I would I would absolutely love that. Uh, so that's just the point I wanted to add in there. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna shift the, the focus back to streaming for Shelton before we go into final 
statements and everything. So, um, Shelton, when okay. it when it comes to streaming, and uh, we were talking about movies, but streaming also does uh, a lot of TV shows have done extremely well with streaming. Now, I haven't heard a lot of. There's been a lot of TV show TV uh, series released on streaming, mainly with Netflix uh, around this coronavirus stuff. They just happen to have like four or five different series be released and new seasons be released. Uh, not too long ago, The Dreams Why Final Season was able to be released. Uh, a show called Outer Banks was released. Uh, a ton of Netflix had a ton of stuff, and then also on Hulu side. Uh, this week, I've been watching Love, Victor. Uh, that was luckily released. And uh, a ton of stuff on Amazon, they, they were able to get out there. Uh, tell me, uh, I, wanted, I want you to kind of go into your experience and process and mindset when you are focused on streaming a movie or TV show. Try to win us over to your side, basically. Um... When it comes to streaming, uh, I, I enjoy the experience of, you know, whenever you're going to watch a movie, you kind of have this, mo- I don't know about anyone else, but I kind of have this moment before where I kind of mentally get myself ready to like sit down for an extended period of time and re- really get myself into the mindset of diving into whatever I'm about to watch, mm-hmm. which is, it's hard for me sometimes with a lot of things, but I don't watch movies too often, but what, I like stream being able to stream a show like sit there for hours just binge watching a tv show or you know maybe a movie series or something like that and being able to just like get a shit ton of food set up get comfortable on my couch or on my bed chair whatever you know just sit down get morty you know pet my dog just i'm ready to go i'm getting into this and Whenever I get out of it, it's probably going to be like 8 a.m. and I'm going to regret my decision, you know. <laughs> and I just feel like that's amazing. Plus, I can pause it and use the bathroom whenever I want because we all know that dreaded qu- quarter left of the movie. You got to pee and you don't want to get up. And it's horrible. I have actually been Shut, that. Shut, you sound like you have IBS or something like that. I'm going to IBS you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's he's not Javon. I don't think he's wrong because I I, I I watch a lot, and I again I find streaming highly convenient. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm blanking on some stuff right now, but uh, I watch a lot. It, I, <laughs> I, I I find it again convenient. I personally rather I'm okay with watching a show week to week on a t on a TV screen. Uh, for instance, when How to Go with How to Get Away with Murder was on. It was beneficial for me to watch that week to week because I also watched other shows that would come on. So like uh, How to Get With Murder came on on Thursdays and then, you know, two days go by on Monday or Tuesday. I would watch like uh, Teen Wolf or or uh, American Horror Story would come on Wednesdays and American Crime Story would come on uh, Thursdays as well at different times like that whole scheduling part of it me helps me categorize and schedule things while with streaming um i'm i when you find a good show it's always fun to binge it i love but, binging 
Yeah, but the thing with binging is that, you know, people tend to get tired and uh, sometimes I lose interest halfway through when I feel like there's nothing happening or if I feel like I'm going too fast. You know, uh, I feel like binging kind of, when streaming, binging kind of sometimes can be able to either maximize your emotional response, uh, like with uh, 30 Reasons Why, binging that show was awesome because it maximized my emotional response to whatever's happening in that show or it can le- it can minimize your emotional response which is what i had with the show that i for some reason is still watching it just released the second season but this is a show on netflix called the order about werewolves and magic users and it's not normally my thing but for some reason i've gone back to it i don't i can't explain why <laughs> uh you know but you know like i said I, I, i've been binging love victor this week and it it you know it maximized my emotional response to that show. I'm I don't think it's because of this genre. It's it's a drama, dramedy, comedy thing. I don't think it has anything to do with the genre. I just think if the show has a good flow for streaming, then it works. Or you know, but I get lost and I get bored on things that aren't necessarily made for streaming. Something like The Flash, where they released their sixth season. Although it was incomplete, they put it out on Netflix anyway, and you just, you know, clearly the, the episodes weren't edited enough to be on streaming because they originally aired on TV. So it's just pauses and, you know, just extended. It's just it's kind of a pet peeve of mine. Oh, uh, like anything that goes to a streaming service that was originally on TV, they like cut out at random times and then yeah. cut back in. It's like, oh, okay, I yeah. guess that was a commercial break. Yeah, but even, you know, even sometimes you have sometimes you have shows that are made for streaming and they're just not, you know, they're not just uh it's kind of hard to keep with those shows. I you know, when Marvel had their shows on Netflix, a big criticism was that these episodes are too long and there's too many of them. Uh when a lot of people were like this series would be great if it clocked out at 10 episodes because it would be tighter and the emotion would be there but instead you're you're having us hang on for about 15 episodes and halfway through i feel exhausted and i think that's what i'm trying to say when it comes to streaming there are some shows that i love when binging them um and whether it's a lot of episodes or not but then i i do end up coming away exhausted while if i go to a movie theater it is one extended experience um but that's just my two cents into both of you guys' argument. Uh, like, you know, I'm trying not to be biased. I totally understand where Sheldon's coming from. But as a film fan proper, out of all three of us, I do personally believe in movie theaters. But uh, closing, to begin closing this out, I'm going to have you guys do your closing arguments. But I do want to point out one thing that you both, I feel you both didn't necessarily touch on. And uh it's just what I noticed. Uh, both of you it mentioned experienced uh, experiences with streaming, experiences when going to a movie theater. Javon, you you seem definitely more focused on the social setting of a movie theater. And Shelton, you yeah. seem to you had a good point, Shelton, by saying you can easily do that anywhere else. And I totally agree with you on uh, on that. But uh, Javon, yeah, when you're <laughs> but no, it, it, Javon. I totally understand where you're coming from with the, uh, your movie theater argument. But um, what I wanted to say is that w- there, 
people like what I I come into contact, especially working at the movie theater. Um, for me and the people that I came in contact with while working there, it it is less about the social setting. The social setting is fine. I I believe more or less teenagers and um adults pay attention to that like adult older adults pay attention to the social setting of a movie theater they're the ones that usually complain uh but <laughs> for people like me i want to say it's kind of like early uh college students to early 20s or mid 20s uh that audience um if you're definitely into movie theater it is less about the social setting of a movie and more about the experience you're getting from the movie itself and that, yeah. I am that type of person. And Shelton, you definitely know this because, um, you know, while I enjoy the social setting of a movie, I'm more or less focused on what's happening in the movie. And I wanted to bring that up because uh, the reason I believe I have the best experiences at a movie theater is because of the movie itself and how that affects me. And my biggest example, and we won't get into this, Javon, <laughs> we will not get into this i just wanted to say uh one of the best experiences i had at a movie theater is watching hereditary late at night when it Jesus. first came out uh, that's all i want to that's all i'm gonna say about that that is one of the best experiences i had also i had a very good experience with uh call me by your name watching that one brought me to tears watching it for the first time in the theater as well as watching something like um, Avengers Infinity War. I had a great experience with that movie. And I had a very great experience with yeah. Endgame. Now, although yeah. I don't like Endgame, the experience of being in that movie, when yeah. everything goes down, especially with that third act, and you have this crowded audience around you reacting, it's a fun experience. I don't see how anybody can just sit there and fold their arms when you, you're seeing what you're seeing on the screen, but what you're seeing on the screen is affecting you and everyone else around you. Yeah. Well, not Shelton, because no, technically no. Shelton's in the living room is underwear. No, no. 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 Well, popcorn. yes, but no. I've, no, I've seen <laughs> Shelton react just... to movies in the movie theater. No, I'm talking about the 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 feel of it. Like it's yeah. different well, yeah. when it's in a crowd of people. It's a it's a different it's a different vibe. It's a different feel. Yeah, that's it's it's different. Like it's different. Right. Yeah. But like just. It's, that's the aspect I enjoy about it, but the the issue is I've been I've been dragged to a lot of movies. I'll say dragged, but you know I I've wanted to go with Walter. Yeah. have been movies I'm not really interested in, but I'm like you know what I'll go watch the movie, have some popcorn, you know, try to have a good time. And the mm-hmm. movies have been dog shit, and I'm oh, just man. like, well, <laughs> I hated the movie. The experience wasn't the best, and. Like there, there wasn't really much interaction with people there in the sense of nobody was really like, "Wow, this is good." Reacting at yeah. all, and it's like, "What well, did you did you ask for like a refund or no, for a ticket no. to some other movie?" I did not. No. no, the movie one, the movie was over. Two, it was late at night, and three, yeah. I just can't be fucked to do that. To be honest with you, but um, it's just how inconsistent it is. Like. If if I know I'm going to really enjoy a movie, I'll go to the movies. But the issue is, for me, that's rare. And to spend all that money to go to an experience I've had a lot of times and maybe not even get the interaction portion of it mm-hmm. because the movie might be terrible. It's like, 
I, I'd rather stream something that I'm unsure I'll even like at home than to go out, be disappointed by the movie and not have enjoyed the experience because, you know, the, the emotion and feelings given from the movie weren't there. But do you feel like you're tainted maybe because you worked at a movie theater and you have gotten to watch that many movies? <laughs> because your average, your average person like myself, I only go to the movie theaters maybe twice a year. Well, well, that kind of contradicts your whole argument, doesn't it? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, not- you know what I'm saying? But, when, but when I go, I go because I'm interested in that movie mm-hmm. and I want the experience that comes with that movie. I wouldn't say I'm... You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It's, yeah. But if you look at your, av- your average household, they don't go to the movies often as it is. But when they go, they go, they spend a lot of money, they enjoy themselves, hopefully, and then they go home. <laughs> well, I can definitely Whereas answer that one. Work, if you work there... And you've seen a lot of movies in a the theater. It's a different, and it, it's something about working somewhere that tires you out on it almost immediately. Well, like people who do customer service jobs, yeah. they normally don't want anything to do with customer service people because it's uh, they want to get away. Yeah, no. Hold on, I, I we're, we're gonna let Shelton answer that question, and then I'm gonna come back. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, because I've always been kind of the same about movies. Like I, I even like now. And you can ask Walter, we worked, you know, same place. Even when I could go to a movie for free, I unless I was interested, I really didn't have much desire to. And I I mean, it was cheaper. I was definitely like more likely to go then because, you know, besides the the fact that I might not fully enjoy myself or whatever, it's like, well, I'm not losing anything except time and I got plenty of that that I know of. So it's not a it's not a big deal to give that up to go and just not buy concessions, you know what I mean? And just try to have a good time. Now it's like I I want to go to a movie every once in a while if if a movie I like is coming out. I'm not going to go all the time. Just like before I worked at the theater and when I worked at the theater, I didn't really want to go all the time. Yeah. And that's never really changed. I've always kind of been like that. Yeah, and as opposed to me, I you know one trailer and I'll I'll go see whatever you know is playing. <laughs> I mean, look, there are plenty of times I got off work early and just said, "Oh, I'll just check this out." And, you know, I just stumble in by accident. Ooh, look, yeah. there are clouds in that just, movie. I'm gonna go watch it. Yeah, like I'll, feel, I'll go based off of a poster. I just feel like, as far as like streaming, and it's funny because we live in like the most social age ever known to man mm-hmm. where you know we're friends with people all over the world some people are friends with 60 million people on, just on one platform and everybody's just getting lazy as fuck like the first thing you hear when people talk about streaming is convenience yeah i mean it is though it really is I, it, yeah. it is but no I, I get that i'm not disagreeing that it's i'm not saying that it's not what I'm saying is like on top of, you know, it just blows my mind that nowadays people who don't even do shit, like they're not even busy, want to talk about convenience. That's very true. Yeah, I can understand Like that. It's, it's like you, you don't do shit, but you want to be, you don't want to be inconvenienced. Like, yo, just, just like, just go do it. Just go give it a chance. Go try you know, go enjoy it. Go put yourself out there to do something. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't know. Like, 
I do a lot of stuff all the time. Sheldon knows. Like, I do a lot of stuff all yeah. the time. Yeah. And I like to just go immerse myself in one particular task. It, it just it just blows my mind how, like, lazy and, cyn- and cynical people are. Like, they just automatically think of the worst shit that they could possibly think of, which is usually always just linked back to money. Like... It's, it's just really linked back to money, the thought of spending that much money yeah. and having to go out and spend money, where now we're in such an instant gratification lifestyle where I want to watch a movie. Click, click, I'm watching the movie in my underwear. <laughs> ha, 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 I'm winning. Especially nowadays with COVID because everybody's stuck in their house yeah. all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So not only is it unhealthy, because it's good to get out and walk here and walk there, and go up a flight of stairs and yeah. sit down, eat some terrible food, walk back to your car, <laughs> walk here, walk. Back. You know what I'm saying? Like throw up. No, I'm just... vomit. Yeah, I mean, you know, get shit face in the parking lot. Who? But just do something. Like if I watch a movie, I want to watch a movie so comfortable that I'm almost not doing anything. Yeah. Like it, it, it's like why? How lazy has everybody become? That they don't want to drive. What, what's the closest movie theater to you, Sheldon? It's about uh, 15 it's, minutes It's away. AMC. 15 to, oh, wait, never mind. No, it's like five. Yeah, you're right. I forgot all about AMC's that. AMC's five minutes away. Walter, yeah. same for you. It's five minutes away. Same for me. It's Shoot five him, minutes it's away. Like it's two minutes, minutes away. away. AMC sponsor us. No. Oh, that yeah, yeah please, time. AMC. But the point is that, so the first deterrent in your mind is, I don't want to go nowhere. For what? What the fuck have you done? How how often do you run around, especially during COVID? You've had, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it just, I'm not a lazy person. And I'm not against getting up and doing shit. Yeah. I, I just, I have, I have nothing but energy to do stuff. Yeah. And when it comes to the movie theater being expensive, shit is expensive in life that you want to do. I love photography. Shelton loves video games. And Walter loves making movies. All them motherfuckers are expensive. <laughs> yeah. They're all expensive hobbies. Trust me. And... So, so get over the fact that it costs a lot of money to go watch a movie. Because yeah. if you like watching movies, it's an expensive hobby. If you like playing video games, that's an expensive hobby. I like photography. It's, just, it's an expensive hobby. That's a really you good know what I'm saying? Like, so, it, I mean, if you smoke crack, that's an expensive hobby. Okay, hold like, on. Hold you, on. Have, <laughs> you have expensive right, hobbies. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, <laughs> like if we if we if we look if we look ahead to the future, and we keep making that statement of convenience, 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 eventually you're never gonna leave your house, never. And we'll all be stuck like Wally, even a movie. Like <laughs> yeah, and so yeah. and so, where is life? What like what what is life at that point? Like, what do we consider life at that point? Well, I just said it. it's it's Wally, the end of Wally, <laughs> the end of Wally, the, end of, <laughs> the literal end of Wally. Yeah. But uh, okay, so <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna wrap up here, Shelton. I want you to give a a quick conclusion to your your side, and what do you believe the future of streaming will be post COVID? Okay, um, I think that between convenience expense and just 
overall ex- like the experience you can have you know the customization to that experience being as though you can you know since you can literally do it anywhere if you aren't sure if a movie is really good then your your best option would be to probably stream it on something that way you're losing out on a lot less than you would gain on something you were unsure about in the first place now if if you if you do know that the movie's going to be good of course go to the theater experience it to the fullest but the issue is sometimes things come a lot of things will come out and they'll all be mediocre and at that point is it worth all like the whole process now as far as the future for streaming um i think just like how we discussed before with how gaming went digital it's practically fully digital i think that um it's going to take a lot longer for um movies and streaming to get there but i think the industry is going to push in that direction as much as they can and they're definitely going to come out with new things to make that process go quicker Javon, same for you. You know, in a few sentences, conclude your your why your side on traditional movie going at a theater is the right way to go. And what do you believe the future will be post COVID? Uh, it's gonna be in the trash, just because people are overly sensitive and scared, and there's only so many ways you can make someone feel safe in an enclosed place. Um. So it's not looking pretty good. Well, it's not looking good for uh, for movie theaters uh, unless they can mock up some cubicles or something like that uh, with constant air fresheners and stuff going on. I gotta. I hope it doesn't die in the next ten years because uh, it really is exciting to go see a movie. This might sound stupid, but it's like going to the movie theater is like the real thing. It's like the real thing. It's like you have streaming and then you have going to the movie theaters. And going to the movie theater is like the real thing. So it's almost like if you, you know, masturbate all the time and you never get with a girl. Mm. Like it's better to experience the real thing. Oh my God. Like than it is just to masturbate. Like it's, it's, it's oh. there is such thing <laughs> as a real thing. Like it's there, you know, there, there, there's experiences to be had by going to watch a movie getting out and doing this stuff as far as um your yeah i think it's already i think it's doomed yeah just yeah. to be honest it's doomed yeah i'm sorry walter no, but <laughs> you know mo- uh, drive inside the movie theaters will die and streaming will take over and then the nostalgic thing will become going to the movie theater <laughs> yeah yeah and that that's where i'm gonna lead into my final point uh again i i rest personally i rest on the side of theaters just because I do I'll say I personally love the experience that a movie gives me while being in a theater rather than the theater itself but and I I do find the theater itself extremely comfortable but you know I I think it's kind of a buzzword now that we've said it so many times but streaming is very convenient for a person like me who has a very busy and full household I think more people nowadays, especially with our generation, have that. Um, there's not a lot of independence um, generationally. And I think it'll continue to be like that for these next few generations. Uh, you know, a lot of people will be in houses that are, you know, with the 
maximum of like five people, whether it's family, roommates, or whatever. Um, so yeah, Lazy. I, <laughs> but but I will say, you know, streaming, like I said, streaming is very convenient. But I also I love the theater. I love the movie theater. Um, it is a great place to be. Yeah, you know, especially if you're a fan of movies, or even if you're not, it's a you know, it's a perfect first date. Uh, dinner and a movie, perfect first date. You know, it's yeah, a, it it's it's a to me, it's it's a cultural thing around the world. It's a it's a global cultural thing. But I will say, for as for the future, um, I think streaming will get stronger. But uh, for you know, I because I'm so invested in movie, the filming industry, and TV shows and everything. I I I have experienced and found the cracks within streaming. Um, you know, and I, I, again, I'm trying to speak as objectively as I can, but streaming does have its weak points and I feel, yeah. yeah, And I feel like, uh, really that's with the indie, the indie film, um, and the genre because streaming is one, I believe streaming is very reactionary and it it has been, and it always will be. And it is always, it'll always be a second hand to whatever is happening in major Hollywood, whether it's TV or shows or movies. Uh, my biggest example is that for that is Marvel and the Disney plus, um, you know, we just spent 10 years of having back-to-back movies uh, setting up a long form narrative in a theater and, you know, in their phase four setting up their next 10 years that they have planned. Half of it is going to be on a streaming service. And, you know, not only are they going to gain money from that, but I do believe if you're if you have a long form story like that, people want to go to the theaters for that. People want that to be an event, whether it's Ant Man or whether it's the Avengers. But if you're gonna have half of those stories be relegated to a TV show, um, a, a streaming service that's probably gonna be about an hour long each episode for about maximum, uh, I believe they're doing eight episodes for those series. You know, you're you're gonna have audience drop off and be like, no. Um, you know, it's we're gonna wait for the actual movies. We're gonna pay attention to that because you know there's already evidence of that ha- happening on TV. You know, after Avengers, Agents of Shield, Agents of Shield have lasted a long time, but they've gotten terrible reviews for each season from fans of the movies and people who don't know of the movies watch the show without knowing that it's connected to a bigger universe. Same thing happened with the fall of the Dis- of the Marvel Netflix shows. Um, strong start with Daredevil. Modest hit with uh Jess- Jessica Jones in their first season. Uh, Luke Cage reached his peak. Iron Fist came out. People started realizing that it's formulaic, formulaic, and they started picking apart the nitpicks of the show. People fell off during their second seasons. Next thing you know, Marvel's asking for their stuff back, and Netflix cancels everything. Uh, Defenders didn't, you know, Defenders was a big event that people got back into, but once they put out those um. You know, it was a mediocre event, though, but people still poured out to go see it. But once those second seasons hit, people lost interest. The only one that kept uh, going strongly was Daredevil because, you know, it was in it was the most disconnected from everything that was happening. And it was just a good show like that. Having it, Daredevil had its own narrative, while Jessica Jones, uh, Luke Cage and Iron Fist were very reacting on what Daredevil set up in its first earlier seasons. Well, uh, like I discussed with you, Shelton, uh, on our last podcast, same thing happens with the DC universe. They have all these shows, but they're so focused on connecting everything that the cracks of it are showing that people are dropping off because there's just too much. I believe streaming 
while it has a good future, I think it has a good future in film. But as for TV shows, it's going to it's going to wane down, and we're gonna probably revert back to how Netflix first started, where they're only offering shows or they're only offering movies. Now, for the movie, they're for the future of movie going. Um, I do think it's going to continue to decline, especially after COVID nineteen. But I really do hope that something like the resurgence of drive-in movies, you know, rise up in its place before we eventually go back. Uh, I am a firm believer that history repeats itself. I see the setup now. Um, it's it, you know, if COVID nineteen doesn't officially do it, you know, something else will come along, whether it's another war or whatever, you know, whatever's going on in politics, something's going to happen to where we will find ourselves back to, you know, theaters are going to become obsolete. But I don't think they're going to fully go away. I think you know because it's such it's because it's so ingrained in our culture. You know, we're talking about movie theaters, but movie theaters are just like an uh, an evolution of the plays and Broadway. And you know, back then you you had people go to theaters as as an actual elegant elite social event for like operas or whatever, and just uh, telling stories. Storytelling basically will never get old. Shakespeare, it, those old times still. So, it has stuck around this long. I think it'll stick around much longer, but it, it will change. Maybe it'll go more digital in a theater. You know, maybe we'll, we'll be watching, uh, we'll be in a dome watching holograms in, in, in front of us. Or maybe, you know, theaters will find a way to modernize themselves in a more futuristic setting. But I don't think movie theaters themselves will go away anytime soon. Even in the next 10 years, I think... Um, within those 10 years will probably evolve and especially with indie indie movies uh, with the resurgence of horror and with the sudden boom of dramas that are happening now and uh, elevated storytelling and with the changes happening in the film industry itself we are probably going to become more we're probably going to fall back into the the grindhouse style of this uh, you know 70s and 60s i believe that's where theaters are probably headed they're probably going to revert back to that style where it is more of a secret underground thing and that will get all and uh, i believe in that time period we'll get a lot of action horror and drama and that'll specifically be relegated to the oscar um crowd um you know we'll make that a second we'll make that another episode i know how you feel about the oscars shelton you know how i feel I yeah. believe that is where movies are going to end up being more uh, focused on. Um, you know, I believe Marvel hit it, hit the peak of where it could go, unless something else comes out. Uh, what Marvel did had set movie going to such a high standard that we're only going to get smaller, and then from that, from where we can get the smallest at, we're going to go back up. So that's just my take on it. Um, I want to say thank you guys for joining me again tonight. This was a very fun and more serious conversation than we normally have yeah. here on the murder board. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, uh, a little long, but yeah. <laughs> but um, so uh, I want to thank everybody out there. Uh, that's our show. Uh, thank you, Shelton, for being here again. Thank you, Javon, for coming back. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And remember, everyone, the word of the day is convenience. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> for more of the murderboard podcast you can find us on instagram at murderboard underscore pod and on twitter at murderboard the 
Uh, there you can ask questions and leave comments. Feel free to request what you want us to uh, talk about in future episodes. Uh, don't forget the Halloween story is being developed now and it will be out in October. And that'll be the, the murder board will officially be back to its main course. But until then, we have great things coming up for you guys. We're going to finish off the June series uh, at the end of June with our 13 Reasons Why episode. And then we'll go into a series that I'm very excited to uh, really get into. And that'll be our uh, True Crime July there i hope to uh give off the vibe of a true crime podcast while also talking about films that were inspired by true crime throughout american history uh that i'm very excited for that one i've been doing a lot of research and i've been uh re-watching some movies for that um don't forget to share the podcast with families and friends and look for new episodes on friday and there you can catch you again on the murder board bye guys bye. Goodbye.